1: Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to interview a longtime friend of mine, somebody who is the number one person that you should think of when you think of the word referral and referral based marketing, Bill Cates. Nobody understands and teaches the referral process better than Bill Cates does. Bill has helped over 200,000, and that number is probably obsolete and is now higher. Small business owners, practice owners, and salespeople build thriving referral-based businesses. His newest book, Radical Relevance, will help you sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, and win more ideal clients. Bill's referral system has been featured in Success Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Selling Power, along with a lot of other places. And his own business success has been featured in Money
0: Magazine. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, you bet, Seth. And just in case they misunderstood what you said, it's Bill Cates, not Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> he may have a lot of money. I'm going to help you make a lot of money. That's what I'm going to
1: That is an excellent <laughs> distinction. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. And also um, you are uh, one of our keynote speakers on our coming up ultimate referral generation summit. So we're looking forward to having you on there. Oh yeah. Let's go back in time a little bit. You've got multiple bestsellers out already. You've helped hundreds of thousands of business owners. What inspired Radical Relevance, your latest book?
0: Yeah. It mostly came from the fact that while referrals create borrowed trust and we leverage that borrowed trust to get our foot in the door with a new prospect, how we think about, talk about, communicate our value with that prospect will make the you know the difference between retaining that interest, maintaining that interest. Sometimes the borrowed trust, the referral of a friend, a colleague is enough, right? George, work with you. That's enough for me. But most of the time, we've got to do some things to establish our own credibility and value. And so that's what the book is about. And uh, the subtitle really says it all, uh, narrow your mark, narrow your message, sorry, uh, cut through all the noise and win more ideal clients. So there's just so much noise in the market. Everybody knows that. How do we get noticed? Well, the best way to get noticed is to get introduced from someone they already trust. But there's other things that go along with it as well.
1: And it's a fantastic book. We highly recommend everyone grab a copy of it. Grab more than one because you're going to dog ear it. You're going to highlight it. You're going to underline it. You might wear it out, hopefully, because you implement it so much. I would hope so. What do you think the biggest mistakes are that it comes to, whether it's financial advisors, insurance agents, professional practices, small businesses? What do you think their biggest mistakes are when it comes to referral generation? Yeah,
0: yeah so uh, a couple of things. A lot of it's, as you know, mindset, thinking, mistaken assumptions. Uh, one of the, f- the biggest mistakes that people think is that somehow asking for introductions to others is going to you know, make them look needy or put someone else on the spot. And I guess if you don't do it in the right way, it could. And we're, you know, we teach people how to do it, so you don't come across as the cheesy referral guy. Uh, so having the right process can make all the big difference. And so we shift the mindset. But I'll tell you one of the classic mistakes that people make in in the actual asking for introductions. And notice I'm saying introductions, not referrals, because when we're with a prospect or clients or centers of influence, we want to focus on the introduction because we need to get connected. So we use that word. So in asking for introductions, they throw the whole universe open to the client. They say, who do you know who we can help? Or who do you think should know about the work we do? And I suppose it's better than nothing. Lightning strikes occasionally, and at least you plant the seed, but the best way is to come much, much narrower. And I'll cover that in our session uh, that we've got coming up. You know how to get more well defined with your requests, so people actually start to picture folks in their mind's eye, and and they will actually conjure up names of, of folks for you to potentially get introduced to. So asking in the right way is really critical, and most people don't.
1: And we'll dive in on our session obviously on how to do that the quote unquote right way that that's I mean your process is the most I have told people for twenty years it's the most elegant way I've ever seen. Mm. It's so it's not even on the same playing field as the whole hey, I get paid in two ways, or hey, who Don't else, do you that. know, who recently died and inherited and left somebody a million bucks. I mean, I've seen them all. And obviously yeah. yours is head and shoulders above the rest, which speaks volumes, obviously, to your success. Can I,
0: can I tell you a fun one? Yeah, go ahead. So when you can never, and whenever you can interject fun into this, it's great. And so there's an advisor I've been working with in the Midwest, like in Omaha, and, and he says to his clients, as he's getting into the process, I teach, he says, you know, we're just brainstorming here a little bit. First of all, do you know any lottery winners? And the clients laugh and they go, no, Doug, we don't know any lottery winners. Uh, but you're playing, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I got a few ideas I want to run. But so interjecting some fun can really make it work uh, very nicely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And it's funny that you bring up the lottery winner example as the joke, <laughs> because as we know, the stat is like, I think at 90 something percent of them end up broken 12 to 24 months anyway. So they really do need a financial advisor to help them avoid that process.
0: And to listen to that advisor, yes. Yeah, that's even more important.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Now, you talk about... If you're going to ask, asking in the right way, yet you've achieved some incredible results for your for your students and your members where they're getting they're scaling the volume of organic referrals they get without even having to ask. Can you talk a little bit? Because I mean, that's obviously the sexiest offer, right? Asking better, asking different. They still have to do the work. They still have to have the conversation. They should, in doing it better will transform their practice or their business, but not even having to ask at all. I'll talk a little bit about how some of those folks were able to pull that off.
0: Yeah. So, you know, when, for the longest time, I used to be of the mindset that to build a successful business and that the word successful is important there because there's a lot of folks will say, you know, they work by referral only, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily getting all the types and the quantity of people that they want. So, Talking about building a successful business through uh, referrals without asking, unsolicited referrals, I used to think it would be very difficult, kind of hard to do, and my mind has changed, and it's come a little bit since I've, uh, with my newest podcast, Top Advisor Podcast, I've interviewed a number of people, and I'll share some of those stories in our session Uh, of folks who really have been able to do that, what they're doing to create that client experience. And everybody talks about client experience. What does that really mean, right? What do you do? What does it look like that will make you uh, worthy of remark? Remarkable means worthy of remark, right? You've got to create that dynamic. uh, And there's lots of things. Targeting a niche market, by the way, is one of the things to do. That will help a lot. And there's a lot of other things. And I'll share that. So yeah, it is possible to build a very successful business, uh, referral only business without asking. And if we do ask or ask at the right time in the right way, it moves a little faster, too. We've got to just make sure that the unsolicited referrals or introductions we're getting fit our business, right? It's got to not just be we're getting them, but they've got to be a match for the business. Otherwise, sometimes we get resentful and it's not taking us where we want to go. So we'll talk about that as well in the session.
1: Absolutely. Now, why it's funny that you mentioned remarkable, worthy of remark, as you said, most business owners, most advisors, most agents, we all think and somehow we all got brainwashed at the same time. Mm -hmm. We all think that if we just do a good enough job, our clients will want to tell others about us. But 99 times out of 100, you and I know that isn't the case. Why isn't just doing your job good enough?
0: Well, I guess it depends what doing your job means. Uh, If you're doing an exceptional job, then it can create that. What we need, though, is not just satisfied clients. Studies have shown, Julie Littlechild out of Toronto has done this research, and she's found that satisfied clients, while they're loyal, only about 20% give referrals, make introductions. So there's actually a low correlation between satisfied clients And the process we're talking about, what we need to do is create engaged clients. And that's a little different. Most advisors, agents, business owners are doing it to a certain degree. They're creating a value connection, they're creating a personal connection. And one of the things I'll share in our session is how to do that better, how to create more of that value and how to create more of that personal connection, which a lot of people don't always uh, do a great job, or they don't, you know, they do one and not the other as well. It's got to be an equal match. Over the lifetime of the client relationship with the the prospect, the prospect experience, the new client onboarding experience, and then the ongoing experience, value connection, personal connection. And if we do that and we create business friendships with a lot of our clients, and most folks listening know what that is because they've done some of that. The secret sauce to creating advocates, to really getting those people talking about us is the business friendship. It's where the relationship really goes over and above what's expected. It's, it's more than that. And uh, so we'll talk about that and, and how you create those advocates for your business as well.
1: Absolutely. Now, if you think about it, I believe this, the the stat quoted is 80% of the drivers think they're above average, right? (laughs) which of course isn't true. But if I put 10 financial advisors, 10 dentists, 10, whatever in the room, they will all say, you should, I do a great job and I give great customer service. But statistically, some of them have, they're not trying to, but some of them have to be lying. Right. (laughs) They can't all, if everyone says the same thing, it can't all be true.
0: Yeah. So first of all, um, When I talk to groups and I ask the question, how many of you use, we provide great service or create great customer relationships as something that distinguishes you from the marketplace, makes you different, like the drivers, most of the hands go up, right? So obviously, it's not a distinguishing factor if everybody's talking about it. So let me when, we, when I work with advisors and, and agents and business owners around differentiation in the market, which is sometimes an important thing to do, uh, one thing I tell them is, let me tell you what doesn't make you different. The fact that you care about your clients, the fact that you provide customized solutions, the fact that you provide great service. I'm not saying you don't talk about those things. Those are important things but they're not differentiators because everybody's talking about those things. We have to go a little deeper and figure out, you know, maybe we do those things differently, or maybe there's some other things we bring to the table that can create that differentiation that is actually meaningful to the person thinking about hiring us.
1: I know you're going to do a deeper dive, obviously, in the longer session, but can you give us one example of someone who went through that process and kind of what that transformation looked like?
0: Oh, gosh. I yeah. Mean, I know so you've got thousands, but I, I do. And especially when COVID hit, because I wasn't going out doing all my speaking, I did a lot more coaching. And so I've had the opportunity to go through about 200 value propositions over the last couple of years and a half. And did one today with a guy. So what happens is most people come initially with, you know, we care about our clients, we give great service, we do a plan, we do all these things. I go, okay, these are good, but let's go, let's, you know, do you do any of those things differently or do you have a proprietary process or, you know, maybe a a high-tech app that you're using now that others don't have? And sometimes they do. And so if their process is proprietary and only they have it or very few have it, then that starts to become a distinguishing factor. So, you know, you put circle M or I mean, circle TM or circle R around it. Uh, so that, that having a very specific process can make a difference. Sometimes um, the fact that they, let's say, corral the uh, other advisors, key advisors in that client's life, and they become kind of the quarterback or the, of the team and they form the team. You know, a lot of advisors, agents, business owners don't do that. They kind of stay in their own little silo and they don't uh, create the other. So that's another thing that can distinguish you is, you know, do you marshal other forces, other resources to help your client? And that can distinguish you. Here's the key thing, though, Seth, whenever you're talking about what makes you different or a little bit different, or it's hard to be unique, but at least a little different, uh, you got to tie it to a benefit. Don't assume that that prospect or client is going to know what the benefit of that differentiation is. you got to say things like, so what that means to you is, or so therefore, how that will show up for you is. Then they start to get it. Then they start to understand the benefit of the differentiation.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned the network effect kind of marshalling other forces. I did it in my original financial services business where it wasn't even there were forces that weren't even related. It was, Hey, we got a hairdresser and we got a makeup artist and we got all these different people that will help improve your entire life. Mm. And it was my BNI chapter at the time. Right. But the fact that I marketed, there was this whole group that went beyond the money was enough of a differentiator for that practice at that time to make it work.
0: And then you're, you're giving referrals, you're making introductions which is a nice thing to do. It's not critical, but it's nice. And so you're providing value in other ways. And what you want to do is when you make these connections, when you create these introductions for others, do it in the way that you want to be introduced. So you're modeling the best way to make an introduction. And so when it comes time for them to reciprocate, they've already you know seen the best way to do it. And they're more likely to give you a better introduction.
1: Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, where I know your time incredibly valuable and obviously we're going to get a lot more of it on the summit yep. for our folks who are watching and listening to this, I'll tell them where to go for the summit. where should they go for you to go get a copy of the new book?
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So radicalrelevancebook.com, radicalrelevancebook.com there's a quick little fun video there. Uh, and then if you go to referralcoach.com and just check out what we offer and a lot of free stuff there, a lot of free resources. Uh, I guess finally my new podcast, fairly new. We got about 18 episodes. Uh, topadvisorpodcast.com. You're going to love some of those examples. And I'll be bringing some of those real life examples to our presentation.
1: Awesome. Well, congratulations on the new book and the new podcast. Everybody check out Bill Gates at Referral Coach. Check out Radical Relevance book. And of course, go to ultimatereferralsummit.com slash offer to join us on the referral Summit. Bill, thanks so much for joining us.
0: You bet, Seth. My pleasure. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time or on the summit.